Last time on Improv Tabletop, we met our new trio of heroes, Kermit the Frog, Owen Wilson, and Ian McKellen. This is not a joke. (laughs) These are actually the characters that we are playing in this campaign. And why do we have these characters? Because they have been taken against their will and forced to fight against each other in the ring for the enjoyment of the masses. Taika Waititi somehow has taken over the WWE and renamed it Taika's Fun Punch Club and has some sort of influence over the world now, some sort of mysterious sway and power. And as we left off, Kermit the Frog and Miss Piggy, comprising the duo The Painbow Connection, were about to get into their battle against Burton Ernie, otherwise known as the Punch Brothers. What's going to happen with our heroes in this battle, and what is going on with this world that apparently has had like six world wars now? Let's find out here in the world of Taika's Fun Punch Club. What's shaking, everybody? You're listening to Improv Tabletop, the Fate RPG actual play where we make up everything on the spot, which is, you can tell it's true because of just how this is turning out this month. <laughs> I'm Ned Wilcock, your host and GM, and today I'm joined by... Evan Peterson. Happy birthday to me. Ooh. Uh, McKenna Steele, is it your birthday today? Uh, Justin Porter, AKJP, and happy 48th birthday. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> Wait, no, 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 no. When is your birthday, Evan? No, it's a it's this episode will actually drop about five days before my birthday, but it was close enough for my intro. Well, happy early birthday to you. Thanks. Right on. Well, for your birthday, you get to fight Bert and Ernie. Da, da, da. For my birthday, you've given me the gift of a wrestling themed campaign. Ah, uh, yes, we'll go with that. <laughs> <laughs> so we find ourselves back in sort of the backstage area behind the grand fighting ring. The doors to the arena are beginning to slide open slowly and we have Kermit and Miss Piggy preparing to walk underneath Vince McMahon's cold frozen body out in front of the world. And so as you guys sidle on up to the door, you see Burton Ernie coming up from the other side and they've got their costumes on. Their masks are basically just socks that have eye and mouth holes cut into them that they've pulled over their heads. And that is all the costume that they have aside from just their regular Sesame Street clothes. Yes. Oh boy, here we go. And Kermit, having no other costume, puts on, does Gonzo the Great have a mask that he wears when he's Gonzo the Great? I want to say he does, or at least a helmet. He has the pink unitard with a cape. Mm. Yeah, you're right, there's no mask. Oh, I need a mask. What would Kermit's mask be? He wears a mask of Miss Piggy, and Miss Piggy wears a mask of I was literally thinking about to say he puts on like a cheap plastic Halloween mask of Miss Piggy. (laughs) Okay, that's perfect. Just to make sure that I've got it correct, isn't that what happens in the new Haunted Mansion Muppet remake? Yes, it is, actually. (laughs) They dress up as each other. Perfect. I totally forgot about that. So they already had the mask, so they could just reuse them. Perfect. That's what we do. Just use your old Halloween costumes. Canon. So you guys go heading out (laughs) into the ring, and the crowd begins to erupt in cheers. There are like fireworks going off. There are jets of flames coming up around you on this runway as you come out. And you guys are doing your intro first. And you know, you gotta have a good intro when you're on a stage this big. So what do you think the Painbow Connections intro looks like? Okay, so the arena goes dark and on the Jumbotron, the colors of the rainbow fade in 
as you hear slowly the notes being individually picked on a heavily distorted guitar. The tune of the Rainbow Connection begins ringing out throughout the arena, and you hear a low growl from like a heavy metal singer come out over the speakers with the lyrics. And we enter slowly with the lights off, and as it gets to the chorus, you know, they strum a big power chord, and the spotlights burst on Kermit and Miss Piggy standing on the stage. And uh, as the song proceeds, they make their way down the ramp to the ring. All right, and you guys get in there. You're soaking in all of the adulation from the crowd around you, and then the lights go dim once more, and you hear from off in the distance the sound of a massive... And as the lights come back up, you can see coming in from the sky above the arena on the wings of a massive pigeon. Bernice the pigeon are Bert and Ernie wearing their masks, and they go soaring over the audience all across the arena, and the pigeon is dropping t-shirts behind it, just merch that has a picture of their masks on the front of it. And then Bernice the Pigeon comes and lands on the arena in front of you, and Bert and Ernie dismount on either side, and Bernice goes flying off back to her roost far, far above the arena. And the audience is just cheering like crazy, and you hear one voice rise up over the sound of the cheers on all of the massive speakers that surround you, and you see on the jumbotrons the face of Taika Waititi from his incredibly secure sort of bunker up above the ring. He calls out to the audience and says, Well, hello there, neighbors. Are you ready for the fight of a lifetime? and all of the audience just erupts in cheering. You see that some people have the Punch Brothers shirts and they're like waving them over their heads like flags. And some people have Punch Brothers shirts that they're like lighting on fire or tearing in half. And Taika Waititi looks down and says, all right, I want a clean fight. And then he pauses for a moment and says, that was a little joke for all of you. (laughs) And the audience starts laughing and he says, No rules in this one. As with always, go in swinging. However you win is up to you. And a bell rings, and the fight has begun between the Painbow Connection and the Punch Brothers. All right, who's taking the ring from uh, the Punch Brothers first off? Yeah, from the Punch Brothers, it's going to be Bert who steps in first. Okay, Um, and and I'll lead first for the Painbow Connection, and I'll go... Uh, uh, Bert, you're the first person I feel like I could reason with. Maybe we don't have to fight. And as he's approaching you, you see that his knees are shaking, and he actually has legs, which is kind (laughs) of an odd thing that you're not used to. But yeah, as he's approaching, you can see in his eyes, like, there is this fear. You know, Bert is a pretty anxious kind of person, but he didn't get this far in the competition by being a pushover, you know? And he looks towards you with this grit in his eyes. Go ahead and roll to overcome with Flashy. And he's going to roll to defend with Flashy as well to see if he can kind of save face or just what he's thinking about the situation. I got a plus five. Ooh, he got a plus two. So as this is success with style, you not only are going to get what you want, but you also are going to generate a boost. And the boost that I'm going to give to you is friends backstage. And you begin approaching Bert and he looks at you. And as you get in close to each other and you begin kind of circling around, he's like, "Eh, 
Kermit, I, I, I always knew that you were a very reasonable kind of guy, and I always try to reason myself. I don't know what we can do, but if you can think of an idea, I'm here to support you in it. Uh, okay, Bert, just uh, pretend to fight me for a minute and let me think of something. All right, he's going to come in with a haymaker. He's going to attack with Flashy. How would you like to defend? I'm going to foolishly assume he's aiming to, like, kind of miss or fake punch, so I'm not going to defend. All right, he gets a plus one then, and he comes in with just a massive right hook and smacks you across the felt face. And your Miss Piggy mask kind of cracks a little bit because it's like that cheap Halloween costume plastic. (laughs) And you take one stress from that. And after he realizes that the punch connected harder than he realized, he was like, oh goodness, I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. Bert, why did you actually hit me? And at that point you hear from the sidelines, Miss Piggy going, honey, give him heck. Bert, I'm so sorry, and I'm going to hit him. (laughs) All right. Roll to attack with Flashy. He's going to try and defend with Flashy as well. I feel like we're we're going to be rolling with Flashy a lot in this campaign. Yeah. It's a plus two. He got a plus three. So as you come in with this hit, he is wondering like, oh man, should I I let him get the hit because I feel bad about hitting? But at that moment, his like fight or flight instincts kick in that sort of primal part of him that's gotten him this far in the competition. And he does the splits and your fist goes right up over his head. And then he pulls his legs back together and stands up in like perfect dancer sort of fashion. And he starts kind of like dancing back and forth on his feet. Sort of starting to get into the groove now of things. And you notice that his demeanor is getting a little bit harsher. All right. I'm going to start running in circles around the ring, flailing my arms above my head. <laughs> running around the ring and uh, I'm going to run him in like three circles around the ring and then I'm going to scramble up one of the turnbuckles in the corner and try and jump off and do like a splash on top of him. All right. So I just realized I said just a splash. It's a wrestling move and I realized the term for this move is a frog splash. Oh, that's perfect. Nice. So uh, it seems appropriate. Yeah. So let's have you go ahead then and roll to attack with Flashy. And uh, one thing I will note real quick, I wasn't super clear about how your heat is going to work, um, but because you got positive heat, you're going to get a free invoke on that. And then Owen and Ian, since you guys got negative heat, your opponent gets a free invoke against you. No! I got a plus three. He got a flat zero. All right, so yeah, I jumped through the air. I guess technically it's not a frog splash. It's more of a crossbody, but no one cares about that but me. Um, but I jump off the turnbuckle and yeah, I kind of turn sideways so that like our chests collide and I'm parallel to the mat while he is perpendicular. Yeah, so you come flying in and you knock him off of his feet and you go skidding across the surface of the mat and the felt that you're made out of, it kind of makes the slide a little bit frictionless. So you go sliding pretty far along the floor. And by the time you reach the other side, uh, so he has taken three stress from that and his eyes are kind of like rolled into the back of his head and he reaches out towards the edge of the mat and he slaps on it a couple times and you see Ernie step in through the ropes and he pummels his right fist into his left hand and begins approaching you. Uh, okay, I'm gonna crawl my way towards Miss Piggy. All right, so as you are crawling along, Ernie is going to try and grab you by 
Well, I guess we decided that you don't have feet, didn't we? Oh, I do. Okay. So yeah, he's going to reach down and grab you by your feet. And he's going to try and do basically what the Hulk does with Loki. Yes! And so he's going to attack. He's not going to worry about flashy. He's just going to attack with forceful. And how would you like to defend? So if he's lifting up my leg, oh man, wrestling moves sometimes are so hard to describe with words. There's a way to counter a move in pro wrestling where you sort of tuck yourself and do almost like a somersault and flip the person who's grabbing your feet over the top of you so they land on their back. And I would like to try and do that to him as he grabs my foot. All right. So yeah, since you're utilizing an established wrestling move, I'll say you can defend with flashy. That's only plus one. He got a plus two. So he picks you up by your feet and kind of smacks you around a little bit. And then he goes into like a hammer toss kind of spin and he's like gauging the trajectory. And as it gets to the point that you're going to fly right in Miss Piggy's direction, he lets go. And so you go spiraling through the air towards Miss Piggy and she reaches out and she grabs you right before you hit her in the face. But it's still enough of a shock as you stop to deal one stress to you. And with that, as she hits my head, that will be a tag. And uh, I will use my stunt to tag in Miss Piggy. All right. So at that point, Miss Piggy steps in through the ropes. And she's like doing that thing where she swirls her arms around, getting her punchers ready to go. (laughs) And so she goes approaching to Ernie. And she gets low into a run. And as she's running, she's like dragging her right fist along the ground behind her and building up momentum. And as she gets really close to Ernie, she brings the fist up to use the full momentum of the run behind her. And she's just going to sock Ernie right in the solar plexus. That's a very Miss Piggy move. (laughs) So she rolls with Forceful, getting a plus four. Ernie's also going to roll with Forceful, getting a plus one. So Miss Piggy jabs him right in the solar plexus and it goes into like slow motion. You can see his entire body folding around her fist and there's like this flash of light as she connects and he just goes flying up into the air and he spins around a little bit and lands on top of Bert on the other side of the ring. And you see at that point, one of those guards come up with the lucha mask and the stun baton and he gets down and he starts going in for the count and both Bert and Ernie are just groaning in pain. And the bell dings and he goes over to you and Miss Piggy and raises up both of your arms and the crowd cheers as Taika Waititi says, and we have our winners, everybody, the Painbow Connection. And I would like to crawl under the ring real quick because that's uh, traditionally where weapons and strange assorted items seem to be kept. And I'd like to crawl past uh, Ian McKellen's bed (laughs) and come out with a a rubber ducky. And I'd like to run over to Ernie on the ground and go, Oh, Bert, Ernie, I'm so sorry. Take this with you. Ernie reaches out with a feeble hand and takes the rubber ducky as a couple more guards come up and they grab them by the collars of their shirts and they start dragging them along the ground and you see once more the doors open up to the backstage and you see that big manhole cover split in the middle and open downward into this dark pit beneath and the two guards get to the end and they pick up Bert and Ernie and they toss him into the hole, and then it closes back up behind them. And as the crowd cheers, Taika says, And now, a little performance from Billie Eilish and Lady Gaga while we prepare for the next bout. 
And uh, as I head backstage, I'd like to um, go find Owen and Ian and just say, um, Hey guys, what do you think's down that hole? Nothing but the abyss. Oh. Well, I've actually been thinking quite a bit about that. And, you know, I think we could probably assume it's not good. It's going to be probably darkness. And, I mean, if you lose a battle, they're going to throw you down there as like a punishment for not being good. I'm sorry to say that there's not a lot good that comes from the darkness. Well, I was really hoping that you guys would be able to make me feel better. Oh, oh, Kermit, oh, I'm so sorry. Here, let me give you a little, a little hug. Is that all right? I don't say anything, but I nuzzle into the hug. All right. Would it make you feel better if I uh, lose the next fight and uh, go down there and give a look-see for you? Fool of a took! Why would you go out and uh, lose just to be thrown down into the abyss? You don't know what's down there! I'm gonna cover Kermit's ears and look at Ian and be like, Well, I don't know. I'm just trying to be helpful. I'm trying to think of a way that we could make Kermit happy because he's not very happy right now. Well, then throw yourself in rid of your stupidity! (laughs) (laughs) Guys, guys, Owen, I don't want you to throw yourself into the pit. I want all of us to find out what's down there. Maybe get out of this place and stop this fights from happening anymore. In order to do that, we would have to find Master Watiti and take him down. And I mean, he's like, it, look at him, the way he sits up there, he's like God. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if I would call him God, but if only we had some eagles, we could fly up there and then take them down with their eagles. And then he goes and looks for a moth. <laughs> uh, Sir Ian, as you are looking around for a moth, you're going around the craft service table and you hear from underneath the tablecloth a little psst. <laughs> <laughs> Who goes there? And it's followed up by another psst. And you see a finger come out from underneath the tablecloth and start beckoning you towards it. Frodo Baggins? And you go and you peek under the tablecloth and he's like, uh, close, and you see it is Elijah Wood <laughs> underneath the tablecloth. Uh, Frodo Baggins? And you see it's the weirdest thing. He does not have, like, the long curly hair. He's not wearing a little waistcoat and knickers. He doesn't have big feet. He has, like, this red cone hat on his head and this blue cape around his shoulders. <gasps> he is dressed as Wirt from Over the Garden Wall, and he looks at you, Sir Ian, he's like, Yeah, okay, yes, yes, Gandalf. And he gives you a big old wink. Yes, Frodo Baggins. Don't patronize me. Are you... And what is this ridiculous outfit that you're wearing? And he says, quick, quick, before they see you. And he lifts up the tablecloth and waves for you to come join him underneath. Oh, this isn't the first time I've been into a hobbit hole. And you crawl in and sit down next to him. And now the interesting thing is... Elijah Wood lost in like the second round. He was in a fight with Daniel Radcliffe and (laughs) Daniel Radcliffe came out on top uh, because he had guns bolted to each of his hands. I love your, I love your ability to take super well-known actors and only reference the most obscure things they've done. (laughs) That movie is Guns Akimbo for uh, anybody who is not familiar with that. But anyway, like Elijah Wood was taken out pretty early on in the competition. You saw him go down into the pit. My boy, how are you still here? We saw you got thrown down into the abyss. 
It was tricky trying to make it out, but I was able to scrounge together enough pieces of costumes and whatnot from the other celebrities down there. We decided that one of us would go back up and try and make it out to warn the rest of the world, and I was the one who got elected to take care of that. And he reaches into his pack and he pulls out a rope that has like bits and pieces of costumes from all of the different celebrities that you fought against. My boy, are there more that are alive down there? Yes, we're all alive down there, but it's a tricky situation. Well, I thought that as I fell down, I might run into a beast of shadow and flame or something like that. But instead, I ran into this strange, like, laboratory of sorts. A laboratory? I don't even know what that is. Yeah, yeah. And he gives you another wink. Yes, of course, you don't know what a laboratory is. (laughs) And he says, now, when I got down there, I could tell that things weren't going according to Taika's plan. Because all around me, I could see these, like, pods. There were tubes leading down to each of the pods. And this pod had my name on it. But there was another celebrity who had already broken out. Harrison Ford broke out of his pod first, then he broke the rest of us out. We don't know what Tyke is planning on doing with these pods, but he thinks that we are stuck inside of them. So we have a one-up on him. So there are more down there that are trapped in these pods. Yes. We've spent some time studying this place. Uh, Hank Green managed to get his hands on some of the schematics. And so he's been, like, scoping out some of the blueprints of this place and figuring out ways that we might be able to move around unseen. So there's a band of rebellions down there. Exactly. And we want you to join us. My boy, you have my wizard staff. We shall go down there as a fellowship. Yes, yes. And he gives you another wink and a pat on the shoulder. And at that point, you hear the doors beginning to open up once more. And another pair of guards walks in. And you guys are still hiding underneath the tablecloth here. And the guards approach Owen Wilson and they say, Lightning McMean, you're up next. You have five minutes. Oh, right. Cool. Right. Already. Wow. Okay, I'll be right back. Wow. I roll out from the table and I go, You shall not pass! And I knock both of the guards with my cane. Whoa. All right. Roll to attack with Sneaky. Whoa. They're going to defend with Clever to see if they notice you. Plus one. Plus one. They got a plus four to notice you. So you come up with your wizard staff, and as you bring it down, they reach out and they cross their stun batons so it gets caught in between them. And you see one of them looks at you in shock and says, An uprising! We have to warn the big man! Oh boy. Um, Ned, can I sort of... We've been here a little while now. I got that boost that's named Friends Backstage. Can I, at this moment, look around backstage to see if there's anyone around who I think is close enough that I might be able to convince them to join me in an actual uprising quick enough that we can stop the guards from escaping? Yeah, so it's just the three of you at this point and Zach Galifianakis and Judy Dench. Oh gosh, we're the only ones left backstage. Yeah, you guys are in like the final, final rounds. The plan was we're going to have like these three final battles and then the three who won are going to do a three-on-three. That's not the term. Triple threat. Yeah, triple threat. Thank you for your expertise. (laughs) (laughs) And so then I'm just going to yell, Zach, Judy, get him! And I'm going to jump on one of the guards. All right, go ahead and roll to attack. Uh, What does your attack look like as you're going in for this? Uh, Oh, boy. 
it's really hard to describe Muppet attacks because anytime there's like violence in a Muppet show, they kind of just get thrown off screen. <laughs> so I kind of just appear from stage left in the shot and just land on his face, on one of the guards' face, and just screaming. <laughs> All right, yeah, so we'll make that a sneaky attack as well. And they're going to defend with Clever once more. Got a plus three. He also got a plus three. Can I use a fate point to invoke that friend's backstage to uh, add two to it? Yeah. And since this is a boost, you don't have to worry about a fate point. You can just spend it. Oh, perfect. So I'll spend that to say that with friends backstage, uh, they're getting overwhelmed. And even though he might have been able to defend it alone, since uh, there's multiple of us, I get that plus two up on him. Yeah, as you shout out to Zach Galifianakis and Judy Dench, he looks over at them to see what they're going to do. And that is when you wrap yourself around his face and he falls to the ground and smacks his head against the floor with a pretty loud thud. And he's groaning, but he is not down for the count quite yet. Who would you like to go next? Oh, I kicked off the exchange. Yeah, you did. Oh boy, Sneaky, you you just attacked with Sneaky. (laughs) Um, Okay, Owen, I think since this all kind of just started around you, I'll throw it to you. Yeah, so I would kind of be making my way back to like my little dressing room to get dressed into my costume. And then all this is happening and I'm like, oh wow, okay, yeah, yeah. And I'm going to run over to the other guard and I'm just going to go up and I'm like, yeah, catch these hands. And then I'm going to smack him with my joy buzzer on my hand. And so as I smack him, it goes buzz, buzz, buzz on his face. All right. Roll to attack with Flashy. With Flashy. Coming in with a pretty direct attack there. He's going to defend with Quick. It's a plus five. Oh, dang. You got a plus three. Yes. Yeah. So you go up to the second guard. And he's looking down at his friend who's flailing on the ground with Kermit stuck on his face. And he's kind of distracted at that moment. And as he hears you coming up, he turns right as you're going to smack. So he like turns into the hit with the joy buzzer. And you can see there's this shock that goes through the mask. And you can see like that skeletal home alone kind of x-ray skeleton thing. Yeah. And there's a little bit of smoke that's rising up from him as he sort of staggers back. But he also is not quite yet out of the fight. Who would you like to go next? I would like to pass it to Dame Judy Dench. (laughs) All right. So Judy Dench is just always in her old Deuteronomy costume these days. And she goes running towards the one that you just hit and is going to try and just smother him to the ground underneath this massive fur suit. And so she's going to attack with Flashy. I like that the way that you clarified that this timeline is dark and depressing is not only are there multiple world wars and fights to the death, it's that the role Jame Duty Dinch is most proud of from her career is old Deuteronomy. (laughs) (laughs) Oh man, yeah. I I have personal experience with the shame that comes from having been in a production of Cats, and it's a depth when you see that as a highlight. But yeah, she gets a plus three to smother him to the ground. The guard is going to roll with Clever to see if he notices he's kind of dazed with the joy buzzer and only gets a plus two. So she smothers him down to the ground as well. And likewise, his head smacks against the floor and he's just barely holding on at this point, but is not out quite yet. And uh, let's turn it to the guards and see what they do. So they're both pinned sort of in their own ways 
We'll start with the one who's pinned under Judy Dench. He's going to try and get her with the stun baton. It's going to be a bit tough to get through the fursuit, so he's going to have to attack with careful, and Judy Dench is going to defend with quick to try and prevent him from getting through her fursuit. Oh. Evan, you look so flabbergasted. Uh, I, I just, every once in a while during this show, I just have to stop and like contextualize <laughs> that you just had to say the sentence. This security guard is going to try and attack James Duty Ditch with his stun baton, but he's going to have some trouble getting through her fursuit. <laughs> That's exactly what's happening. That is the truth of this world that we've created. Uh, Judy Dench defends with a plus three, and the security guard gets a plus two. So she is dodging expertly out of the way of the stun baton. The second one is going to try and do the same thing to Kermit. <gasps> he can't really see at this point, so he's also going to try and attack with careful to try and hit you and not himself. And he gets a plus four. Oh, boy. What, what, did, what did I roll in return? Sorry. Uh, how are you going to defend against the stun baton? Um, I'm going to try and roll out of the way so he stun batons the guard's face that I'm attached to. Okay, mm I'll say make that quick. That's only a plus one. Ooh, yeah. So he brings down the stun baton on top of your head, and you feel the zap going down through your... This is weird, because felt isn't very conductive, uh, but you still feel the shock kind of go down through your body, and your limbs splay out all rigid. And so you let go of his face, and you take three stress. I just pictured me going x-ray for a second. It's just an x-ray of a human hand. Oh, <laughs> 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 well, that's perfect. Uh, and since he succeeded with style, he also is going to gain a boost against you. Can I, remind me how this works, can I negate two of that three stress and take a mild consequence instead? You may. Okay, I'd like to do that, please. Cool. So the consequence that you are going to get is <laughs> singed. Okay. Because now right on top of your head, there's a little tuft of cotton that's poking out and it's all blackened at the tips. And so your seams have begun to fray a little bit. Okay. Oh no. And now let's turn it over to Zach Galifianakis real quick. He is just dressed in a pretty nice turtleneck and he's got a pair of wide horn rimmed glasses on and a pair of like chinos. Uh, <laughs> nothing too fancy, but he reaches over to the table and he grabs a champagne glass and he smashes it against the side of the table. And he's going to come up and just try and shiv the guard who just got Kermit with the stun baton. Oh my gosh. So Zach Galifianakis is going to attack with Flashy as well. Getting a plus five. <gasps> the guard is going to defend with quick. Getting a plus six. Holy cow. I am rolling so much better in this campaign than the last one. Yeah. So the guard sees Zach Galifianakis coming and he rolls out of the way and the glass shatters against the ground. And Zach gives a little snarl. And the only one who hasn't gone yet, I believe, is Ian McKellen. So we're going to pass it over to you. Okay. Ian McKellen um, is going to get up and he's going to go, Chase the dragon fireworks! And put his cane out, but nothing happens. Mm. <laughs> Turns out you don't have magic in real life. What is going on? What about my powers? All right. Time to do this the old-fashioned way. And he gets out glam during and he tries to hit him in the face with it. All right. Roll two, attack with flashy. This guy's going to defend with quick. Two. You only got a plus one. Hey! 
Yes. So he like reaches up with the stun baton to try and block it, but you've got a much more powerful swing and a much larger implement. So you hit the stun baton and you knock it out of the way and smack him in the side of the head. And so he takes one more stress. He also is not looking very great at this point, but is still standing. They both have been depleted pretty far. And I just realized there is still one person left here who hasn't gone yet, actually, which would be Elijah Wood. (laughs) So he looks up at Gandalf attacking this man and he reaches behind his cape and he pulls out a replica of Sting and he comes running up behind him to try and tag team him from the back. So he's going to roll to attack with Sneaky because he was still kind of underneath the tablecloth. Ooh, getting a flat zero. The guard is going to defend with Clever to see if he notices. Gets a plus five. (gasps) So the guard hears Elijah Wood coming up and he reaches down and he just grabs Sting out of his hands and jujitsu style kind of uses his momentum against him and tosses him so that he rolls across the ground right into the center of the manhole cover. And so because he succeeded with style in defending, he gets a boost against Elijah Wood. And that boost is, I've got you where I want you. And now he's going to go rushing towards the lever that opens the manhole cover. (gasps) Frodo, my boy! And Elijah Wood is going to pass it over to... Let's bring it back to Kermit. All right, would I have time to chase after this guy going for the lever and get to him? Yeah. So I'm going to jump up at him and uh, grab on to his head so that my fingers are like locked behind his head. And in very sort of uh, Muppet slash animation style physics, we're just going to start spinning around in circles in circles in circles and going <laughs> faster and faster and faster and faster until finally somehow I'm going to like flip him over and land on my feet. All right. Roll to attack with Flashy. He's going to defend with Flashy as well. Oh boy. You said we can invoke our heat. Is that only during a match? Uh, I'll say that you can invoke it off the stage if you would like. Can I use that to get a reroll? Sure. Okay, because that was a minus four. Ooh. All right, that's a plus three. Plus three. You got a plus two. So your heat is going to go down to zero. So you're at neutral heat right now. And uh, how would you like to take out this guard? Yeah, so like I described, we're spinning and spinning and spinning, and then uh, I flip him up kind of over my shoulder and, like, bring my feet down to the ground, and he lands on his back behind me, and I turn around and just go, and then uh, walk off. (laughs) All right, yeah. And the guard, as he lands on the floor, uh, you can hear him moaning, so you know he's still alive at least, but he is out of the combat at this point. So now the only thing you have left to worry about is the guard who's pinned underneath Judy Dench. Uh, who would you like to go next, Kermit? Uh, I'll let that guard get one go in before we all get a turn on him. All right. He is going to try one more time. Well, actually, the stun baton didn't work last time. So he's going to go for some psychological warfare. And he leans in close to Judy Dench and he goes, The naming of cats is a difficult matter. It isn't just one of your holiday games. And Judy Dench clutches the sides of her head as these horrible memories come flooding back into her. And so he's going to attack with Clever, and she's going to defend with Clever as well. So the guard gets a plus four. Judy Dench gets a plus six. Yes! Yeah. We knew she could do it. Yeah, we did. Ugh, damn Judy Dench. 
So he starts whispering this song and she looks down at him and grabs the tail of her costume and just shoves it into his mouth. And now we'll say the guard is going to turn it over to Judy Dench and she is just going to jump up a little bit and then let herself go completely sprawling out. So she just does a body slam on top of him. So she's going to attack with flashy. Oh, only getting a plus one this time. Guard is going to defend with quick to try and roll out of the way before she lands. Getting a plus two. So he rolls out of the way at the last moment and kind of gets up into a three-point stance. Uh, Judy Dench is going to turn it to Owen Wilson. All right. Um, I'm going to look over at him and I'm going to say, I learned this trick in a movie that I was in. In the context of the movie, it seemed like it worked pretty well. And I'm going to turn my head away and then turn back and... The beautiful, beautiful model look Magnum is on my face. <laughs> and as I look over, I give him the look and I go, ka-chow. <laughs> and I mean, if you've seen Zoolander, I mean, Magnum stops a throwing star yeah. from killing a guy. So this could, this could just like the sheer power of Magnum could just, you know, knock him out. All right. Roll to attack with Flashy. He's going to defend with Clever to see if he can evade the force of your powerful look. Plus four? You only got a plus three. Can I use a fate point, though? And the Kachow adds like an extra oomph to the effect of the Magnum look that I learned from Ben Stiller and add plus two to it just to give it a little bit of an extra kick. Yeah, and an extra kick it gives... How does your powerful look incapacitate this guard? So as I look over and I go, ka-chow, and I've got the magnum look on my face, and all of a sudden the bright lights of the stage are flashing right on me. It's a beautiful spotlight shining into his eyes. He's going blind. The angels are singing, and a single tear falls from his eye, and the guard just goes, it's beautiful, as he falls back. And goes unconscious. And as the lights fade away, Elijah Wood comes rushing up. Okay, quick, quick, everybody. We got to get down before Tyka notices. Um, I get up and I say, I'm very proud of all of you, but we have a dangerous task ahead. And we must now go down into the abyss. But I can think of no one else that I would rather go down with me. Owen Wilson, the green one, Dame Judy Dench, all of you. Lend me your weapons, lend me your powers, and let us take down this Mr. Watiti. Onward! And Zach Galifianakis this entire time, he's like listening to you give this speech, and he's like, huh, didn't mention me. <laughs> he reaches down, he grabs one of the prox cards from the guard, and he waves it in front of the lever to activate it, and he pulls it and goes rushing towards the manhole cover, and all of you plummet down into the darkness below, and we cut sometime later back to the arena as everybody's waiting. Where on earth are Owen Wilson and Zach Galifianakis? We've been waiting for this fight. And after a surprising amount of radio silence, Tyka's face comes onto the Jumbotron and he says, Well, everybody, we've got a wonderful surprise for you. An extra fight unplanned. Elon Musk and Edward Snowden. <laughs> and you see the two of them sitting in the bleachers and they look at each other like, wait, what? And their seats give out beneath them and they go shooting down some tubes into the arena. 
and Taika says, This is going to be exciting now, isn't it? Give me just a moment. Everything's going to be back on track soon. And that's where we're going to pick up next week. Oh, nice. <laughs> It's funny because I almost picked Elon Musk to be my character for this campaign. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man. He got in somehow. Elon Musk has a way of getting into the forefront of people's minds. (laughs) Well, thanks for listening to Improv Tabletop. We'll be back next week with more adventures in the world of Taika's Fun Punch Club. If you want more, go ahead and subscribe. Maybe even give us a review. We would be as happy as Ben Stiller is with the knowledge that Magnum has helped to save the world once again if you would give us a review on the podcatcher of your choice. We're also all over social media at Improv Tabletop, so if you'd like to suggest either a setting for us to play in or an aspect for one of our characters to use, you can tweet about us or comment on one of our posts using hashtag setting or hashtag aspect. Let's do a round of plugs. So as always, we've got our sister podcast, iCast Fireball, D&D 5e Actual Play. I'm a kobold. Thomas is a dungeon master. We fight Tommy Wiseau sometimes. That happened in our campaign. I did not. And it's pretty great. You should go check that out. Uh, I'm going to give an anti-plug for Cats, the musical. Don't watch Cats. It's a bad show. I would know. I was in Cats. I played Buster for Jones. I thought it was going to be a good time, and sure it was in the moment, but now I look back and I'm like, why did I do that? Don't watch Cats. It has no plot. That's my anti-plug. Good night. For clarification, Ned was in a a stage production in college of Cats. He was not in 2019's Cats, the movie. (laughs) I am not quite big enough yet to have the clout to act alongside Dame Judi Dench. I would make a reference as to who was Buster Jones in the movie, but I didn't watch it. James Corden, man. Was that (gasps) who? Oh, oh. I'm sorry, Ned. (laughs) Okay, at least we know Ned definitely did a better job. Definitely. Oh, thank you. Let's see. Evan, you got anything that you would like to plug? Uh, I'll plug, you know what, this week? I'll plug AEW. Uh, a lot of people know WWE. If you have a casual fan's knowledge of wrestling or you don't really watch, you may not know about AEW yet. They are the, one of the newest wrestling companies on the scene. And they are providing a lot of good competition. WWE has kind of had a monopoly for a long time on wrestling. And these guys are up and coming, and a lot of old WWE people have gone over to work for them. Morale is high, wrestlers are having a good time, the show is entertaining as heck, and it's honestly never been a better time to get into wrestling. If you jump into AEW, they've only been going for a couple years, so there's not any super long-term storylines to get lost in. You can pick up on everything pretty quick, and you're going to see some of the highest quality wrestling today. It hasn't been this fun since, like, the early 2000s. So if you've considered getting into wrestling, flip on AEW. They're a lot of fun. Great way to get started with professional wrestling. Right on, right on. McKenna, you got anything that you would like to plug? Yes. Dear Owen Wilson, one of my favorite movies that he has been in is actually Wonder. came out in 2017. I saw the trailer for it, and I was like, this is going to wreck me. And it did. I (coughs) sobbed the whole way through, um, partially because it's an amazing story. And secondly, the kid that, not the main kid, but the kid that is like the main kid's best friend. I haven't seen it in a minute, but he totally reminds me of my little brother, Cameron and he's so cute 
Um, he's 14 now, so my mom tells me I have to stop saying he's cute, but he's cute. <laughs> um, but it's a wonderful movie. Um, if you have some free time and are looking for a good movie to watch, go watch that movie. Um, or you can watch Zoolander, I guess. That's a good one, too. But, <laughs> man, that movie's just really good. Right on. And JP, anything that you would like to plug? I honestly don't have anything I want to plug, but we moved into our new house, me and my wife, and we're kind of poor right now. So if you would leave in the comments uh, what your favorite poor person recipe is, we would be very happy. So yeah, just leave in the comments what we should be making for a poor person. Thank you. Yeah, in the continuing adventures of which ImpTab cast member is moving currently. <laughs> it's all of them. Surprise, surprise. I am moving in two days. It's a thing. Wow. So it went Caleb to me, to JP, to you. Yeah. Who will be next? McKenna, I hope you're not too comfortable. I'm not. That's the thing. <laughs> We're trying to figure it out. <laughs> well, we will be eagerly awaiting any developments in that regard. Yes. But everybody, thanks for joining us here in the world of Taika's Fun Punch Club. I'm Ned Wilcock, your host and GM, and I've been joined by... Evan Peterson, it's not easy being green. McKenna Steele, life is a highway, and I I want to write it all night long, you guys. <laughs> Justin Porter, AKJP, and I have been officially labeled a disturber of the peace. Hey, yes. much love and stuff, everybody. We'll catch you next week on Improv Tabletop. Bye! Cut out for just a little bit there. Oh no, am I gone? Oh no. Not twice. Hello. Can you hear us? I can hear you guys. Speak to me, Evan. I hear you guys. I see, just, to, just to see if we're actually synced. Ah! Oh. It's because it's almost a full moon. Can you hear me? I hear you. Yes. Okay. So yeah, last we heard you said you were going to scramble up one of the turnbuckles. And then try and do a...